We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Justin Jefferson's out. He's on the IR. Now what? We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about some of the tricky ranks for Week 6. My good friend, Christopher Harris from Harris Football. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Circa. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Christopher Harris from Harris Football. You can follow him on Twitter at Harris Football, ironically enough. Chris. Always great to talk with you. How are you doing? Uh, you sound like you're maybe needing to go on the IR. Yeah, I'm a little a uh, little more base than usual, uh, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, that things happen, you you know, and all and all that. But uh, we're hanging in there. Uh, we're powering through. It's talk too much Wednesday as always. Podcast, <laughs> radio show, various radio hits, all good. But uh, there's a lot of chaos this week. Uh, a lot of injuries that are wrecking our world. Uh, notably with our 1.1, Justin Jefferson going on IR with a hamstring injury officially went on the IR today. So those of you who had waiver runs last night, like I did in a couple places with him on my roster, couldn't put him on IR. I had to wait. Uh, but what are you doing with this situation? What now, what now that we know he's out for at least four games, never take a receiver at one, one, <laughs> uh, wasn't the argument for taking Jefferson at one, one, uh, how safe he was. And awesome, I would say would be the other aspect of that too. He's awesome. He just plays the less scarce position, but I don't need to relitigate that. Uh, I don't know. There's no plans. You, there's no uh, one-to-one equivalence, and we'll find out how it looks once we actually see them play. Um, there's been all this noise. It seems like the somebody in Minnesota is trying to leak. Uh, oh no, KJ Osborne is the natural X receiver. He's he's going to line up where Jefferson lines up. He's the one, right? We're all going, yeah, right. Uh, Jordan Addison has the speed. Seems like the bigger playmaker. Can't really guarantee anything. I mean, he's a kid. He's never had this kind of NFL weight on him before. But uh, he's who I would prefer. Clearly, uh, he he rises to the level of boy. I think I'm taking a chance and starting Addison this week. Uh, Osborne is more in that. I ranked him like in the mid thirties among receivers. It's it's chance. And maybe, maybe we can use him, but I don't feel like super psyched yet until I see how it works. And you were already starting TJ Hawkinson, but it's all the clearer that you're starting him. And I ranked him as the tight end one this week, but that's kind of doesn't matter. It's nominal. You're you'd be using him anyway. 
Uh, I did as well, actually. Uh, he is my tight end one this week too, in part because of Kelsey's ankle, uh, in part because you know it's it, it, the volume's just going to be there. I think I have Osborne around thirty, and I have uh, Addison at twenty-four. Actually, I feel like I'm too high on Osborne. I might move him down a little bit. I, I mean, I can't get past like the pass of the end zone to him where he's like, oh, the ball's coming to me. Sort of uh, reaction there. It's just, <laughs> I know that's unfair. It's the sample size of one, but still, uh, can he play is always the question. Right. Yeah, he's. I think he's a good little player, but he's, you know, they can call him the X all they want, but like nobody lines up the X in the X spot all the time anymore. Right. It's everybody kind of lines up everywhere. And we all know that like, as far as a body goes, he's probably more of a slot athletic ability kind of player. And let, you know, if you want to go like a dot, if you want to go real numerical and just say where they're catching balls, it's Osborne's never been a downfield guy. And Addison has been only a downfield guy so far. So right. we're going to find out if the rookie can handle it. Yeah. Any intro, can I interest you in like, say at a fishbowl type of format, uh, can I interest you in a Brandon Powell who got six targets last week? I mean, it was annoying <laughs> when Jefferson was alive. It was annoying. It was way too much Brandon Powell for my, for my liking, even when Jeff, cause Jefferson got hurt really late in that game. Um, yeah. no, I mean, the answer is probably, I'm not, not that okay. you know, you got to, I thought that would be pretty, the answer. Um, yeah, pretty desperate. Like I, I would take, if I'm in a desperation situation, I'm taking Mechie, John Mechie as my desperation pluck than I am over Powell because um, you just got confirmed that Tank Dell's out this week with the concussion. So um, I think I'd go the Mechie route because at least there's like, I feel like there's a more plausible upside there, a story I could tell. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, again, if it's a fishbowl type arrangement, you're just infinitely deep rosters, but none of these guys should be in lineups in regular leagues. I'd agree with that. All right, let's move on to QBs. I got a lot of pushback this week, Chris, on – Lamar Jackson. I have him at six this week. Obviously uh -huh. did not have a good fantasy game this, this past week against the Steelers. Uh, I, I'd make a joke about it, but I decided to drop it uh, instead. Uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, it's just the two weeks pr prior to that, 30-plus point fantasy games, two rushing touchdowns in each of those. That's always a present threat. He draws the Titans, you know, hard to run against him unless your name's Zach Moss. In London, um, Maybe that keeps the score down a little bit because of the travel and all that. I don't know. Uh, I hate to speculate on that because uh, I don't think it, you know, I, I don't really have any really good insight on that. But what are you doing with Lamar Jackson this week? And what are your overall vibes with him? Um, who are these are These straw people? Did you invent these people who are mad at you? Are they in the room with you now? First article. You have them too high. You've had them too high all year. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, people, I mean, the thing is, at some point when it comes to ranking quarterbacks, who cares? You kind of have who you have. You're going to tell me you're sitting Lamar Jackson. You know, not you, but straw person that I'm speaking to now. Sitting Goff so instead of Jackson was the complaint. Okay. But, like, are there a lot of rosters that have Goff and Jackson? No. Probably, might be a sample size of one for all I know. Yeah, um, maybe. I, I think we should we should probably let those people um, be mad because they're on the internet, so they're just mad about stuff. Uh, you, you embedded in the question was a clever joke that answered the question, which is if anybody in Baltimore could catch, Lamar has a huge fantasy day last week, and they kill the Steelers. Yep. Um, they had Rashad Bateman drop one in the end zone, Mark Andrews drop one in the end zone, say Flowers fell down on the way to one towards the end zone. Uh, there's just Aguilar had one is, go through his fingers that could have gone to the end zone. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, this is not, um, not a Lamar problem. And okay. You want to argue that two out of three weeks now they've looked totally unfocused and completely 
you know, with their own unmaking. Yeah, it's true. But Lamar comes with all the juicy upside for, it's just not even, I have him seven, but like, okay, it's not even, I, right. I would not give that, that sort of thing. Like if you, if you wound up with Jackson and another good quarterback on your roster and you saw that in Jeff's rank, it was QB six versus QB 10 or something. And you just have a gut feeling like, I don't have a crystal ball here. I don't know what's going to happen for sure. Yeah. Like all, all I'm doing is trying to push in the direction. I think things would tend to go, but like, if you just have a strong feeling and you don't want to, I mean, it's so, so much of this time of week for me, Jeff comes down to, all right, what's the scenario that you can live with best. Do you, do you get less upset if you use Lamar and he goes bad or if you sit Lamar and he goes crazy? Like for me, it's way more if I sit him and he goes crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, do you feel the same way about Joe Burrow? Uh, now that uh, he went out and, lit it up against Arizona or was that a desert mirage? Are they still not all the way back or is Joe Burrow safe to play the rest of the season? Uh, well, you know, I don't need to decide on the rest of the season now. And I think mo most Joe Burrow owners would probably feel that way. Like, fortunately I don't have to like plug him in for the rest. Cause you know, one more injury, one more misstep, one more, we might be right back where we were. It certainly feels better. I ranked him low last week. You know, I was telling Me people to use Anthony Richardson over him. Like, you know, I, I, was I telling did that. People, I'm that oh, yeah, guy I mean, that did that. Yes. Cousin Josh did it too. Yeah. Cousin Josh did it too. You know him from my show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was not just the numbers and it was not just Chase blowing up. It was the kind of throws that he hadn't been making where he was really firing off the back foot and, and like putting, and then there's the third quarter, I think the one where the C's part and it's wide open in front of him to run and you assume he's not going to do it. And he does. And it's mm -hmm. not like a long run, but it just shows more confident more ability there was a the first chase touchdown out of the seven thousand that he scored there's one where he just kept it alive he shifted right shifted right shifted right, right. i know who i'm talking to here so you remember the play Absolutely. um and you you just go oh that wasn't there for like a month that wasn't there yeah so I, like i can't nobody outside of joe burrow's li literal calf knows for sure how it feels but um it's a good sign uh, I put him QB 10 this week. He's certainly back in the starting conversation. Um, you don't have to make the choice between him and Richardson anymore. That's kind of, that's, that that's a, a moot point. And then double edged sword. I my next question even, uh, <laughs> okay. but yeah, I have Burrow at eight this week, uh, okay. ahead of Lawrence and Stafford, uh, and the aforementioned Jared Goff. So blame me if, uh, Goff outpoints him again, but, uh, I, I'm, I, you know, and he, you know, Burrow even said something to the effect of before last week. The little plays where I can make some time, make make a play on it, that's something that hasn't been there. And then he went and did it against Arizona. It's the healing Agreed. powers of the desert. I love it. And the Cardinals secondary. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the I don't think the opponent had anything to do with it. It's just like, you know, he's still wearing the little the little calf cozy on the sideline, sure, right? Course. So it's that'll be there all, all year. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all perfect, but uh good really good sign anyway. It is. It is indeed. Gardner Minshew. Can he play? He's got to now uh, for the next four right. to eight weeks, perhaps. Sounds like Richardson might even need surgery. He's on IR. Uh, what do we do with Gardner Minshew? Uh, I've seen the movie. You know, um, he has, you always get, you know, what's the cost of, an, of a network broadcaster when Gardner Minshew comes on of him saying, you know, I don't understand how this guy isn't a starting quarterback in the league, <laughs> right? There's no, there's no cost. There's no, that's what they, they're chummy. They're buddy, buddy. They just say nice things. Um, I've seen it enough to know that he's not a starting quarterback in the league, that he's one of the better backups and he can keep the thing afloat, but he's Baker Mayfield, but less 
you know, he's, he's a little bit of a crazy man and um, he'll run around and he'll, you know, try to extend plays and then he'll, he'll look okay for long stretches, but man, eventually, usually he kills you. Um, I'm certainly less uh, excited about like, you know, Richardson had all that running upside and a much bigger arm and, you know, all that stuff. Um, the throw that Richardson made to Josh Downs, like two plays before he got hurt outside the numbers to the left sideline, like 35 yards all the way, like they're on the other side of the field, you know, other side of the hash. I mean, that's, that was such a good throw. And then boom, he's gone. Um, Minshew doesn't have that. So I'm not interested in using him particularly outside of Superflex. Uh, I added him in the fishbowl, speaking of the fishbowl, mm-hmm. uh, anticipating bye weeks coming up. But um, yeah, it's, it's a chilling effect in general, I would say, on the offense. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily actionable. I think mostly you play Michael Pittman and mostly you don't play anyone else. And like at that point you just go, okay, you know, things don't change too much, but probably I, I view the offense with like a little less upside. I agree. And it's a shame because Josh Downs looks so ascendant. He looks good. He he looks like he can play in this league. And I wanted to be able to use him against that Jacksonville secondary. I just, I, I'm having a hard time getting there. I mean, I know I may have to in one league out of desperation, but you know, a Jefferson league um, there, uh, you know, that's, that's who's out there to pick up and, you know, it, it happens, but uh, yeah, I, I, I share your pessimism. He's he's uh, Downs is in my top fifty for the week. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think he's going to blow anybody away with speed, uh, but like, you know, Tutu Atwell had his moment, and I, you know, Josh Downs is a little bigger than Tutu Atwell. He's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, strikes me as in general a complimentary player in the NFL. That's my impression of him through five weeks. That could change. It's five weeks of his professional career. Um, and and therefore, like a complimentary player, a, a receiver of Gardner Minshew's doesn't sound like that exciting. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, I've got downs at 42, by the way. Uh, so we're kind of in the same neighborhood there. Uh, finally, among quarterbacks, uh, Desmond Ritter had a cromulent game uh, over 300 passing yards. He got the rushing touchdown again. And that's been a thing that's kind of happened this year a little bit. Um, is there a little building hope here or, or is this just a, a one off against the Texans defense? I mean, the Texas defense is good, so so I wouldn't like say it, it could be okay. a one-off, but I wouldn't say it was a one-off because of the Texas defense. That's gotcha. pretty good, pretty good defense. Uh, no, I mean you you need to see it. You know, we don't we don't um, we don't say that young quarterbacks' careers are over because they are bad for a month or even bad for a season. You know, I mean, if uh, you know, I was I was rejecting Jalen Hurts all through his first year starting, where he's getting all those rushing touchdowns, but didn't look very good throwing the ball, then comes back the next year and he's great. So I can't say for sure what the future holds for Ritter. Um, it takes more than one game to wash away the stink of some really bad performances, right. both in September here and also at the end of last year. Uh, it was a really good performance. I would say better than Cromulent. It was, if, if we knew nothing about him and we watched that film alone, I think we'd go, that guy was pretty good. Who's that guy? You know, yeah. t- take away the rushing touchdown, just throwing it. He was good. Um, so... I love how he you finds know, that really neat tight end of his too, and Kyle Pitts. Boy, which he, one? Yeah, which which one? John is me. The one Smith? that didn't fumble. Um, <laughs> I'm being told. I'm being told there's two of them. Um, yes. Yeah. I, no. I mean, the answer is I'm not interested in Ritter at all. It would be nice though for the overall um, competence of the operation, like you say, for someone like Pitts, someone like Drake London, someone like John o. Smith. Frankly, even the running backs. I mean you can't tell me that it wouldn't be better for these running backs if it, there wasn't, you know, a threat that, that you could go down the field. 
yeah. because there there's a lot of stuffage there. Um, you know, I think I need to see it probably even more than twice, but uh, you know, we'll be watching. I, I agree with that. All right, uh, we're going to move on to running backs. Before that, though, uh, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thank you for your indulgence there. Thank you, Blue Wire, for hosting us. Uh, Running backs, Austin Eckler, 99% certain he's coming back this week. What did you do with him in your rankings? I um, I had a long conversation with Jeff Bell on my show uh, today about both Eckler and Barkley and what what we should be doing. I so what I I'll just bury the lead. I th- I think I went like fifteen and sixteen for those two guys at running back, mm-hmm. which is some like doff of the yacht possum cap uh, <laughs> to um, the, the to the notion that okay, it's a little scary to be treating these guys who are coming back from injury exactly like you would treat them if they weren't. Hello, Jonathan Taylor. You know, if if Taylor hadn't happened last week, maybe we'd maybe I wouldn't have been a little so wimpy. Um, if you, if you want to say who cares if he's 15 or five, 
he's starting, you know, he's in your, like, don't, don't use him in DFS, I guess would be my advice. Like, I think mostly teams are going to be starting them. I think treating Barkley and Eckler, this was my point with Jeff on my show earlier, as though they're different cases. It's like, it's the same injury. They both have non-optimal matchups and there's a potential for an annoyance of like being worked in slowly. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to let the Taylor thing from last week make me like completely be off of ever starting a good player who's coming back from injury ever again. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, there's the other thing is the non-optimal time slots for both too. Uh, Barkley uh, on Sunday night, Eckler on Monday night. Um, we could get Aaron Jones, you know, uh, mm. that, that is certainly a possibility, especially if your platform has a global lock, as I found out about Jones in a couple of leagues. Um, <laughs> no. So that was how fun. I was mean, that? Let, let me ask you though. I mean, you say that and it's interesting. I hadn't really even thought of it, but like, is it really going to affect your, your, you're not going to, you're not going to sit Eckler cause he's playing on Monday night. I assume. If he is limited in practice Thursday, okay. Friday and Saturday, I'm going to have a pivot handy. Where yeah. I can at least, so I don't have to try to scramble to make a pickup. Um, right. I will find uh, Kelly or Dowdle or something, uh, and just to have them as something, so I don't get you know ho- left holding the bag again. Because right. that did happen to me. I'm a so-called fantasy expert, and I ha- that happened to me. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> um, and like, I, 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 I think you, that's probably not a terrible idea anyway. Regardless of the practice status, it's probably not right. a terrible idea to have a pivot just in case. Um, but you know, in the yeah. end, you're right. Having somebody available. So at least you don't take a zero, but like Rico Dowdle is pretty close to a zero. You know, it's in the yeah. end, this is what fantasy is. And again, doesn't this come down to each individual lineup makers own sense of what they can live with? Yeah. Like I cannot live with it. If I get Jonathan tailored here, I can't live with it. So I'm just going to ignore, I'm going to pretend he's out again. I'm going to wait for the good week back. If he goes crazy, I go Great. I'm super happy. I'm going to get it next week and I'm fine. Like there are a lot of people who feel that way about this stuff. And then yeah. there are other people who, who are more like, I think you and me, where we go, I think I'm going to take the chance. Right. But yeah. uh, I don't think it's wrong. That's why like one list of ranks is, is dumb, right? They have this, this lifeblood of this thing that we do. One list of ranks doesn't really capture upside, downside, floor, scariness, your own individual tolerance for being left holding the bag. You know, yeah. it's tough. It's, it is. I, I, I think, um, you know, my style tends to be, uh, it'll work out. I'll, I'll I want to play my best players and then, yeah, have a, have a pivot ready. But like you and I wouldn't laugh at somebody who said, nope, it's been long enough. I want to see one good week back before I do anything. Right. I'm more inclined to take that chance with Eckler than Barkley. And maybe this is dumb, but Why? first of all, we have a comment from Eckler. That's a very positive comment. The only thing <laughs> I from the Giants on Dable from Dable is we're uncertain of his status. I think there's a difference. Um, Wait, I mean, granted, granted if, if I mean, if we don't know anything, but like assuming they're both back, assuming they're both, assuming, who cares what they say? Like assuming in the end, the, the moles, Adam Schefter gets a call and says, yep, Barkley's back, Eckler's back. You're going to treat them different? No, I won't. But okay, as we stand here Wednesday, that's how I'm treating it. I have to make right. a ranking now. I, I, I'm, I'm more sure. optimistic about Eckler than I am Barkley. Um, right. But, well, I mean, that's, there's other reasons lead. too. It is. Right. It is. There's also, I mean, offensive line. I mean, Andrew Thomas probably not going to play again. Giants are just dumpster fire. All that. Uh, all that kind of. Maybe that can, contributes to my vibe, if you will. Um, I mean, it's fine, except for I remember the Bills losing 
three of their best defensive players and giving up a career day to Travis Etienne last week. But you know, this is a good point. Yeah. A valid rejoinder, my friend. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you alluded to Jonathan Taylor. What are you yeah. doing with Taylor and Moss this week? Um, I didn't have Taylor that high last week. Um, and it was probably just a residual because, because it was like pre-contract, you know, and then I kind of just didn't, didn't really hike him. I didn't think signing a contract was a reason to put a guy RB six or whatever, you know? So, um, he was pretty low for me last week. He's a, he was 19 or so last week. It's about where I have him again this week. Um, and I have Zach Moss below that 31. I don't know workload. None of us knows workload. Like people sitting around going, Here's my projection. This is how many carries he's getting. Like nobody knows, man. And and again, I think it comes down to your own risk tolerance. I think it's really hard to start Zach Moss. I just think it's really hard to start Zach. I know it was a lovely game. That run was the widest open run of the year, maybe that long touchdown run. Um, the safeties were smoking a cigarette in the sidelines, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like, I just think Jonathan Taylor's the running back. And at some point, maybe it's still a, sh- a split split gig this week but like reaching to use zach moss over legitimate weapons in other teams like alexander madison in a really good matchup come on i wouldn't do that you know uh but anyway i i i, I would prefer taylor over moss um and it's just that i know that's where it's going to end up eventually and if somebody told me that they didn't want to use taylor at all until it landed there now i've been burned once and i don't i want to wait until i see it and then i'll miss the first good game and i'll be okay i get it uh, mm-hmm. but that's right that's where i am right now yeah. What about uh, my favorite case of angst this year? Ramondre Stevenson versus Zach Moss this week. Uh, I have Stevenson 28 and Moss 31. So, so pretty close. Yeah. I have Moss I mean, over Stevenson and it's, I don't know. And I just don't know. I have Taylor and Moss like together. I think they could like split it evenly this week against Jackson. I mean, they, they could, but the yeah. problem, it's just our like putting this codifying this into a rank is oh, almost yeah. kind of useless. It is. It really is. And, and it, dummies in front of computer screens mm-hmm. going, oh, I think he's going to get 14 carries. Like, we don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, we have a good, decent insight within that. But for the most part, yeah. The whole process of ranking is. Oh, people... I mean, you know, oh. I think we do, where we where we do good when it comes to ranking is saying, I've now seen enough of this defense to know that I think it's a good or a bad matchup. I've seen enough of this player's usage to be excited about him as a player talent wise. And I, I'm going to buck the trend and tell you that Jacoby Myers should be higher than the market has him. And then you feel great. Right. But in the yeah. case where it's just purely about everybody knows Jonathan Taylor is a better player than Zach Moss. Everybody knows it. And now yeah. it's just a matter of guessing which week the guy, the former overcomes the latter. Like none of us has any idea. That's right. That's right. Uh, and goes on to our next question about having any idea with the Miami dolphins, Devon Achan out right. on the IR. We know Mostert's sitting in the first chair, but we don't know usage. We know they've tried to protect him in the past. You know, he's been hurt a lot in the past. They got Jeff Wilson opening the practice window. They've got, you know, they've got other, you know, Salvin Ahmed. I mean, I think they're, they're, you know, one of the points I always like to drive home is people think, I don't see anybody that's a threat. There's always somebody. There's always a somebody. So if you're, if, yeah, if you're not good or if you're not great, or if you're not something, there's always somebody, right? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't assume usage. And most good when, he, for the most part, he's pretty good. Uh, but he's also fragile. I don't see him being a 20 touch guy just because H hands out. I see him right. maybe getting two or three more carries instead of, and not like eight more carries. Oh, and I can see it. You know, 
I think this is definitely one where we don't have to make any decisions right now. Mm-hmm. Unless someone wants to pay you in a trade for Raheem Mostert. Here's Christian McCaffrey for Raheem Mostert. You go, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. But otherwise, I think you just go, great matchup this week against Carolina. I want every running back that goes against Carolina. Fantastic. So Mostert's a must start, no question. Mm-hmm. And then let's just see who else is playing because you're absolutely right, Jeff. Someone else is going to be playing. Like, bottom line, this is not just a takeover by Raheem Mostert. He's old and fragile. Not a great combination. Um, I mean, he's less old than me. Yeah. Yeah. Less, less old and less fragile than us. A lot less old and a lot less fragile, but you know, by NFL standards. Um, I mean, I ranked like, let's see if, if he gets activated, but I ranked Jeff Wilson as like a possible flex. Um, I would be less excited about Savan Ahmed. I think uh, Jeff Wilson's a re- really good player. He doesn't fit what the dolphins have evolved into. He'd be the one skill guy who isn't super fast. Yeah. Uh, but, but he's a very good player and they trust him. And I think he would, do fine with a part-time workload, which is probably what's coming his way. But um, love that we don't have to really make a decision on this situation for the long term right now. Because right. I, I agree with you. Like anybody who wants to say, oh, that makes Raheem Mostert the RB5 the rest of the year is crazy. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Chicago Bears. Khalil Herbert out with the ankle sprain. Uh, Roshan Johnson still in the concussion protocol. Um, you know, as I mean... We, nobody sitting in our chair right now knows what Johnson's going to play this week. Um, we may think we do. We may think, oh, we've seen this plenty of times before, but every concussion's different. Um, and I know, know that for a fact. Uh, do you like Johnson as a player? Um, and what do you think about Deonta Foreman now that he's likely going to be back active again? Um, uh, are you sure it's just not two Deontay Foremans? Um, I, I, Rashawn Johnson is fine. He's yeah. fine. I don't think he's special. I, I mean, it's very brief window that I've seen him. He could turn into something different. I didn't love Brian Robinson last year. I've really liked him this year. I mean, mm-hmm. a gunshot wound may have had something to do with that. Um, I don't love what I've seen from Roshan Johnson. He's like AJ Dillon plus to me, okay. which may not, may just be he's Deontay Foreman. I kind of think of Deontay Foreman as being AJ Dillon plus, like big dude. And when he gets going, he's going to make some highlight reels because he's going to like be be booting a safety out of the club. You know, he's going to he's gonna knock some guys backwards, but I haven't seen really any lateral agility or cutting ability or much of anything. You know, he's, I just don't, I don't think he's great, um, but he's not bad. And if he were to play, I would certainly be interested in using him. It's not a good matchup. The Vikings are kind of hard to run against, but um, yeah, surprisingly. So I, this, yeah. I was like going into the season. I was like, Oh yeah. Vikings. Ooh, can't wait for that. No, not really. Surprisingly yeah. not. They've been pretty stout up front. I mean, they've been pretty easy to pass against. That might have something to do with it, right? Just yeah, true. throw against them. Um, so, like, I, I for my initial ranks, I didn't rank Roshan Johnson because I'm a coward and just took the easy way out and said, oh, I'll just rank Deontay Foreman, then everything's good. You know, and where did I put him? 33rd, uh, mm-hmm. two spots after Zach Moss. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I talked to Jeff, and Jeff had him, like, 22. Because he's like, I know he's not great, but – it, you know, there'll be him and then and then then Travis Homer or somebody, you know, some satellite back as the other guy. And I like the idea of 15 touches for a running back. If I if I want some safety, if I want some floor, like I think Jeff might be right about that. I get that. Um, Foreman's fine. He's fine. Right. You've got him way too high. I've got him at 33. Um, so. <laughs> I have him at 33. That's where I have him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him or Amari DeMarcado? Uh, D- Demarcado by three spots. Okay. 
Yeah, and because those are like your options on the waiver wire this week, basically. Right. I mean, that's who's and I, I had Demarcado one spot higher. Okay. So the, I have a one list. slot lower than Foreman. So there you go. I mean, it's just nobody knows though. I mean, yeah. No. I could, and I, Justice I, Hill was Justice Hill was on that list too. Yeah. And I'm no big Justice Hill apologist at all, but like yeah. I can't I can't deny that he probably played more than Edwards. I couldn't tell if Edwards was hurt again. They haven't really said anything, but like yeah. I could see, you know, he's certainly in that same mix of I'm I have an emergency, I can use one of these guys. If I were to ask you, sorry to turn the tables and play host, uh who has the most upside this week? Demarcado against the Rams. Uh, Zach Moss, not Zach Moss. Demarcado against the Rams. Uh, Deontay Foreman against the Vikings. Justice Hill against the Titans. Who, if you're going to take a moonshot, look for upside. So I have Hill 31, Foreman 33, and Demarcado 34. I mean, it's not much of an answer for you there. So Justice right. Hill. Um, Does that count as upside, though? Because your rank isn't just about upside. That's a good point. Uh, I would say Demarcado probably has the highest upside. Because mm-hmm. he could be the man. Although the depth chart today said that he's behind uh, Keontae Edwards yeah, for that minute. Uh, Ingram, yeah. Ingram, sorry, sorry. Yes. Uh, I, I think, think Foreman, I think maybe Foreman has okay. a little more ups. I mean, Foreman's got the upside to do three goal line touchdowns because he's a big lumbering moose, you know? So there's, mm-hmm. eh, it's not really that much upside though. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You talked me out of it. It's not yeah. very much. <laughs> very, very impassioned defense for Justice Hill there. Right? Yeah, or Ricardo or whoever <laughs> I'm going to do it yeah. for. Yeah. That's how, how strongly I feel about that. Really? All right. Um, let's move on to wide receivers, but first quick note from our friends at Circa super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. There's no better place to catch the big game than poolside at stadium swim at Circa resort and casino in Las Vegas. A massive 143-foot screen with booming game sound. Plus, view special pyrotechnics and visual effects throughout the game. Grab the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Don't miss Stadium Swim's big game party February 11th, only at Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Space is going quickly. For more information to book your seats today, go to CircaLasVegas.com. That's CircaLasVegas.com. Here with Chris Harris uh, from the HarrisFootball.com and the Harris Podcast, YouTube videos where he breaks down the games. Chris, I mean, one of the things I really admire about you is you break down everything in detail uh, and all that, and and you really kind of look granular at every game. So you can see, like, you look at Chris Olave's line from last week, and you're like, Mm -hmm. ah, horrible. But the fact is, he was this close to having a big day. One drop, another one where he barely got his feet in. Still, only like five or six targets. Are we worried about Chris Olave's situation with Derek Carr? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. We should be worried. We should be worried, yeah. Um, I when, when the Saints got Derek Carr and everybody said, this is unbelievable for Chris Olave, I was like, well, I don't think you've been paying attention to Derek Carr all these years. Right. Oh, but every receiver who's ever been with Derek Carr had his best year when he played with Derek Carr. I'm like, oh, who, Nelson Aguilar? Like, you know, I just don't know that these are good players. Um, yeah, it's a problem. I mean, Carr's got the shoulder thing, but I think this goes beyond the shoulder thing. In, yeah. Later in his career, he's just he's become a check down monster, and he's got Alvin Kamara to check down to. Um, so yeah, I I think you should be concerned about the situation, but I also think Olave is a special player, and however bad you think the situation is, it's not as bad as Garrett Wilson's. You know, like it's yeah. still functional. So yeah. I maybe it's like it's concern concerned angels dancing on the head of a pin you know like we there's not much you can do about it i guess you could try and trade him away if you really don't believe wait for 
a big game that will happen eventually. And then you could trade him away if you don't believe in him. But otherwise I think you're just starting him. And fortunately he gave you the touchdown, right? So yeah, that's true. Like, Unlike yeah. the previous week against the Bucks, where you just got nothing and liked it. Um, yeah. Beautiful route opened by a step and a half and Carr left it behind. So he's reaching behind the back. Just miracle reaches to break it up. Yeah. I don't remember that vividly or on my teams or anything like that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm frustrated with that. And I, I think the shorter is just exacerbated the problem. I think you're right about that. I think, I mean, we saw, here's the thing about Derek Carr. This, the Raiders go to New Orleans last year and get shut out. They waited to the fourth quarter to break midfield. Even how does New Orleans say, yeah, give me some of that. I need four <laughs> years of that. How? Yeah. Well, I mean, they also they what they have taped there were watch other games and yeah. I mean he wasn't good last year. That's why he's not in Vegas anymore because he had a bad year. You know, like yeah. he, he didn't play well. Um, I, you know, what can I say? I think he's he's he he always had potential to be a really fun player. I thought early in his career he's really aggressive, and it feels like he's the opposite of that now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Devonta Smith. Had a frustrating day against the Rams. You could see it on the sideline at one point. Is there yeah. a possibility of a squeaky wheel getting the grease sort of moment this week against the Jets? Or is he definitely like third, second, third chair in this offense? You know, and, you know, or, or I feel like it's not just this week that this has happened where he's just become kind of an afterthought in the offense. Um, I mean, remember, A.J. Brown was an afterthought a couple games too. It, it's probably what this is comes down to. Uh, the Eagles aren't quite the wagon they were last year. Mm-hmm. Undefeated, still a really good offense. Um, boy, they're really struggling on the red zone. You know, they haven't figured out the play calling in the red zone at all. I haven't liked their play calling in the red zone, period. Um, against the Rams. I mean, the reason that game is close is because they keep kicking kick field goals. You know, yep, they, that's true. And then through the interception in the end zone. Um, I, I Again, I don't know how you do anything about it other than you know, find someone who wants to treat Devonta Smith like he's still a second-round pick, you know, in a trade. Like, you'll, you'll give me something that's roughly second-round equivalent for him. Sure, I would probably make that trade. Because yeah. the thing that the Eagles don't seem to be able to do is, faced with these light boxes and, and safeties playing back, they haven't found the key to throwing the ball down the field. And in fact, most not so much last week, but every other week, they just decided to run and it worked great. And they won games and DeAndre Swift went crazy. Uh, but, you know, who's the, who, you know, AJ Brown can be a possession receiver. And it's not like Smith can't be a possession receiver. But when you've got Brown, Goddard, Swift catching passes out of the backfield, you don't really need the 120 pound dude catching one yard passes. You know, it's right. not good for his health. So he doesn't make as many play down the field and it just becomes like a narrower, narrower path, as they say to him having a good game. But that's, I'm way overstating the case because there are going to be games where he does get open downfield. And he's, sure. he's been this close against Tampa to a long touchdown, got intercepted. Then the next week he was this close to a long touchdown, got knocked away at the last second, even in games where the safeties were playing back. So he'll be okay. And yeah, there does like Goddard complained and Brown complained. They both got big games afterwards. Maybe this happens this week. But yeah, as long as he's on your roster, I just don't I don't see a compelling reason. I'm not playing like Drake London over him, you know. Trade question proposed in the chat. Brees Hall for Devonta Smith. Which side do you like better? Uh let me ch- let me check my own rest of the season ranks. Did I did I have them close? I have I still have Smith ahead of uh Hall. So I would probably if I would probably prefer to have Smith, but it's a scarcity issue. Yeah. Of I course. mean 
if you do you want to like 30 seconds on a hall digression yes please i'd love a hall digression <laughs> um it's clear that his north south speed is there like he has got the rocket ship to go that way you know to go mm -hmm. north south uh I, i've seen him be run down from the side too many times to feel like the lateral stuff the explosiveness is still there like is he is he putting that leg on the ground and pushing like three times his weight off of it to make a a really really quick cut and i'm not seeing it yet which to me means high variability so the highs are going to be really high but the lows could continue to be low especially on that team um i might change my tune i have still have hall around i don't know 50 or so uh for the rest of the year overall and i have smith higher than that but i think it's fine like running back scarcer yeah it is and you know if, if you're the nick chubb guy yes i would do i would click yes on that trade on the other side yeah absolutely um at least the hall versus dalvin cook question has been solved there is it no has. riddle there it is right. a done issue so we can move on from that uh one more wide receiver jerry judy Ugh. is this all is this all it is this all there is it's like tony soprano life is a gift but does it always have to be socks <laughs> um is is jerry judy excellent i ask the chat just why hit y or n <laughs> like i've been promised excellence from jerry like when cal you know these alabama receivers come in and and a lot of them are really great mm -hmm. and like calvin ridley at his top when he's when he was running routes with atlanta pre-injury and pre-suspension all that stuff i could see it i could see it do i ever really watch judy run routes and go oh my god like that guy's just always open i really don't and i know he's caught i've he's caught up in something that's way beyond his fault you know and uh like i i wouldn't i'm not saying this is primarily his fault but like is he rising above is he is he just like picking the offensive by the scruff of the neck and saying yeah i'm the alpha give it to me even george pickens did that in the fourth quarter last week uh i say that like even george pickens he's a pretty good player but pickens um, always wants to do that it's just right, a question right. of quarterback ability and offensive coordinator willingness but. yeah and there's some of that here too. Uh, there's I, I played a great Tiki Barber. Uh, he was doing the game this past week mm -hmm. against the Jets, and I played a great quote of his. Like, it was pretty bald faced. He 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 did not go the announcer like soft pedaling it route. He goes, I don't know. I watched this throw and I see Russell Wilson Russell Wilson being afraid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of see it too. Like, it's yeah. not that he's afraid of getting hit. It's a, he's afraid of making the mistake and getting Sean Payton yelling at him. And, uh, and that hurts Judy. That hurts Sutton. My God. I mean, you know, Sutton had one target, two minutes to go in the game. Um, yeah. It's rough. I mean, we're all going to see it tomorrow night. Um, I, I kind of, if you made me make the choice between yes or no, is this all there is? I think I'm leaning yes. How about you? Yeah, I am too. And I, I, it bothers me. I have Judy in a yeah. dynasty league, used a lot of draft capital on that and held on for dear life. Oh, he's going to come back from the injury. Uh, uh. No, and it, it, I'm, I'm very frustrated with that. Um, although I will say, DeAndre Swift is living, you know, living his best life right now. So patience sometimes will pay off with these oh, guys. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's, it's he's not a bad player. I think that's a great yeah. point to make. Like I don't want to scoop like dirt, you know, dirt on his grave or anything like that. He's not a bad player. He just right. hasn't been like transcendent where you want him to be the one driving the bus on the offense. Right. He, he's not quarterback proof. And we want that from our alpha receivers. Uh, the right. Bron Lord knows the Broncos have invested enough draft capital and, and pass catching targets there and Judy and, and Sutton and now uh, Mims too. And Mims has his moments. I'm excited about his potential, but will it ever be come to fruition under uh, Russell Wilson? I don't know. Uh, and unfortunately they're stuck with him for a while. Um, <laughs> that's pretty insured contractually there. I mean, 
come on. Sean Payton's not married to him. It all it takes is money. True. Yeah, I mean, true, true. That's a good the point. Salary cap's not real, so like if you want to get rid of a guy, you just pay a lot of money and get rid of him, you know. And then if if they're picking one or two, I really don't think they're sticking with Russell Wilson. They'll figure, they'll figure out a way. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, I mean we've seen other unmovable players get moved before. In exactly. The past. Aaron so, Rodgers, unmovable contract. What? Excuse me, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Uh, finally, tight ends. Um, you know, it was actually a good week for tight ends last week. A, bit. a lot of complaining about the tight end morass this year. I might have been guilty of that just a lot. Um, <laughs> you can keep complaining. It's terrible. <laughs> it, yeah. So a little steps here, here and there, though. Help me sort out these four guys. They're kind of at the end of, like, your t- tight end ones. You're, you're starting tight ends every week. Cole Komet. Logan Thomas, Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz. Do you have one that you like more than the other? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Can I Can I have Come another on. question? Help me out. I mean, no, okay, that's fine. They're all in a commit. row for me in my ranks this week. That's why I kind of went there. I was like, uh, yeah. Commit. Commit's, I mean, I've commit 11, Logan Thomas 13, Dalton Schultz 15. Who was the fourth one? Um, Zach Ertz. Ertz. Yeah, I don't want to use Zach Ertz particularly. Okay. It okay. feels like the Cardinals are one of those teams that has three tight ends. Okay. Uh, I want to use Komet, too. I want Komet on that wall. I need him on that wall, but he hasn't <laughs> always been on that wall. The last couple of weeks have been very heartening. It, it's nice to see. Maybe Fields is getting somewhere, or maybe it's just two good opponents that they ran into. Yeah, it's just tight end. They're not really. It's not really a position in the league anymore. Yeah, that's the problem. Is it? It's it. You know, I said this to Jeff today. If if we were inventing fantasy football right now, tight end would not be its own position. Yeah, they're, they're pass catchers. They run routes. They don't block. They're not. They're often not even on the end of line. It's in the name, <laughs> tight end, and they're not in. The, they're not the tight end. You know, they're not a lot of time. In the Which, if you were the god of fantasy football and you were constructing your ideal system, right? Would you just have patch pass catcher position? You wouldn't have a separate tight end position. Of course, correct. Yeah. Most of my leagues have gone that way. Many of my leagues have gone that way. Yeah, where okay. tight end is folded in what you have, a, you have just like three or four wide receiver slash tight end starting spots for sure. None of my leagues have done that. I oh, wish um, they have. Uh, yeah, and in yeah. fact, I, mean, I hate the other way where people boost tight end scoring, like the fishbowl. I hate boosted tight end scoring. It's uh, just so dumb. It's not, the problem isn't with the scoring. The problem is that it's not really a position anymore. It's just they're just yeah. another receiver on the team and we're somehow elevating them as being more important than they are. They're just not, you know, they're yeah. just, they're some the of way, them are. Yeah. yeah. By the way, don't take this as a criticism of Scott fish or the fishbowl. I love both. Uh, don't also look at, also don't look at my team there. Um, you get blinded <laughs> by the brilliance there. Uh, if you look all the way down towards the bottom, you'll see that, that glowing okay. shining brilliance there. But I mean, I'm willing to forgive it because we draft that thing on July 4th or something like yeah. we don't really know anything at that point, but I, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I think I'm, well, I think I'm seven and three because, you know, you, you play your game and then you play right. one against the average of the league. So I think I'm seven and three. Yeah, I am not seven and three. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, this is a bad year for that one there. So it happens. But uh, anyways, uh, who put Cam Akers on my roster? Anyhow. Oh, wait, I did. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Um, I have Aaron Jones. So that yeah. hasn't worked out so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least he can play. Um, that 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 that's a forgivable mistake. Chris, uh, you've got a podcast every day. Who do you got coming up for the rest of the week? Oh God! Uh, oh, it's Thursday and Friday, so it's easy. It's every Thursday is Jake Trowbridge, and we do DFS. And every Friday is cousin Josh, a crowd favorite, where we tackle something to do with trades or you know, like kind of a, a, a like a 
macro conversation about what's going on and strategy and stuff like that. So that'll be a, this week on Friday, we're doing players that like hot and cold starts that we believe in and don't want to make a trade. So okay. like a guy that, you know, you're, you're, wow, that's been really hot. Should I think, think about dealing him or we're going to say no. And wow, it's been really cold, but uh, maybe it's a buy low. Should I, should I deal for him? And we're going to say no. So that'll be okay. this week's time. Just say no, basically. Yeah. Nancy <laughs> Reagan's podcast. I like it. Good stuff. Chris. Awesome as always. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I love, I love the walk-in music someday. Uh, I'll, I'll find an ability to create walk-in music, and then you'll be one of the first that I'll create a walk-in song for. But uh, I didn't make it. I don't create yeah. any of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's deranged. It's the listeners. They love the show. <laughs> I love it. It's great. I love it. Um, HarrisFootball.com. Everybody, search Harris Football wherever you get your podcast. Go check out his YouTube channel, please. Great stuff as always, Chris. Thank you as always. Uh, we'll see each other soon. Thanks for having me. You bet, Chris Harris. Everybody, thanks for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by the good folks at Circa. We've got as always, we got Mario and John tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.